everybody, welcome to another episode of the GPRO podcast with your host Jim and I have a very very special guest with me, it's Maxim Kotov. Hello. Hi Yoon. Hello how, everyone. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. I'm, uh, it's, uh, it's been a good weekend. Uh, it's nice to have uh, this conversation on Sunday because I had time to relax, to, to have some rest. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty good, thank you. Good, 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 good. What what were you up to in the weekend then? What did you do? Well, I'm mostly uh, just uh, had some walking uh, uh, around uh, my district and also some shopping, uh, which uh, was uh, needed, uh, which I was planned some clothes and some food. <laughs> uh, yes, and yesterday we with my family went to uh, outskirts of my city uh, to to the uh, summer house i would say we called it dacha if you know like uh, family family house outside of the city uh, where we can uh, just stay uh, during summertime nice and we had we had some barbecue we had some we we, we haven't uh, swum uh, the water is still cold in the river but we had some rest uh, outside Nice. That sounds that sounds awesome. Summer house. Yeah. I think um, yeah. we, I think that there's a few people, especially in the UK, they have summer houses kind of outside of the UK, <laughs> because obviously, like um, you know, in maybe in France or Spain, the weather's going to be much better than in the UK. So, yeah, they usually have summer houses outside. But yeah, have, having one yeah. inside Russia is pretty good. But it, it's not uh, such a serious house. It's a small house, uh, so you can stay there only during the summer uh, when it's warm. Yeah. It's not uh, suitable for uh, living uh, through the year uh, during winter. So uh, it's it's basically like a place where you can do some gardening, uh, where parents of my wife uh, usually stay there. For a week and do some some uh, what they what they want they just plant some plants yeah. <laughs> some potatoes some carrots and ah, <laughs> they have fair. some trees yeah it's like a small garden with a with a house uh, on on this land that sounds very very that actually yeah. sounds really nice i do i've once I, well now i'm getting much older like the gardening and all that kind of stuff is actually much more interesting to me now <laughs> as opposed to like a few years ago where you know might not care. it sounds it sounds very interesting to me but uh you know what let's let's uh let's let's learn a little bit more about you maxim let's just introduce yourself kind of what you do and kind of um yeah just all, just a little bit a little bit about yourself well i'm 44 <clears throat> I'm 44. I have a family, uh, two daughters, uh, 18 and uh, 11. Uh, so uh, I graduated from the university with uh, economic uh, specialization uh, and also started linguistics, uh, English and uh, American culture. Uh, my, my faculty was a uh, uh, linguistic faculty was uh, devoted to studying uh, USA. It was very, very popular at that times when I when I studied, mm. because there was a much uh, warmer, uh, I mean, uh, warmer relationships between uh, <laughs> Russia and USA, oh, yeah. uh, yes, unlike uh, yeah. the, the current situation. Yeah, so we had the students uh, traveling abroad, and uh, so uh, at the university, uh, I was meant to prepare for. A student uh, exchange uh, to visit, uh, but uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go mm. into USA. Some of my friends, uh, some of my friends went there, 
stay there for a year, leave the, the family, American family, and also American students who visited Russia. So, but I, I, I wasn't able, uh, well, maybe it was unlucky, I would say. So then I worked uh, for almost 20 years, uh, the telecommunications uh, company. So my, I work uh, as a marketing uh, chief of the marketing office, of the telecommunications company, cellular company, also landline, uh, internet, home internet, uh, uh, premium TV, and uh, also mobile phones and, and everything around this, around it. Nice. So this is my profession, uh, marketing at the telecommunication company. Sounds that sounds definitely interesting. So, did, so yeah. your so so your company deals with everything uh, to do with communication. So phones, TV, like you said, internet, like literally every every part of the the communication services yeah. that people have. Yes, even more than that. Uh, recently, we started a tr transformation to a more uh, complex. Uh, uh, company more like a IT company. We also have uh, banking. We also have uh, some uh, more services uh, which uh, we, we call uh, ecosystem, uh, which we want uh, people uh, to be a company which uh, offers uh, different uh, different services uh, for for people. Yeah. So uh, so telecommunications is a core business, and we have uh, some other business uh, cl cloud technologies for for businesses, uh, store, storage, uh, uh, cloud storage, cloud uh, uh, information systems, uh, cal uh, I mean, uh, calculation systems and, and so on and so on. Wow, wow it's, yeah. So I mean, it's, it's, it's like a complex global company. Oh. Yeah, you're kind of branching out into different areas now. So not just focusing on communication itself, but going branching towards different other aspects of, of businesses. Yeah, right. Like nice, nice, Damn, very interesting indeed. <laughs> so, so you said you've been there for 20, 20 plus years now. Almost uh, 20. I mean, uh, 18 or 19 years. Well, uh, after university, I, I went to the army. I was uh, in, a, in the army for one year. Hmm. Uh, in Russia, uh, those guys who finish uh, university, they only go to the army for one year. If you finish, uh, graduate from school, from high school and don't go to university in Russia, you go to the army for two years. So oh, okay. for me, it was for me, it was only one year. And after the army, I started working a uh, couple companies uh, for short periods for maybe half a year were in insurance uh, field and uh, maybe some other I tried to find myself and uh, mm. since uh, I think uh, 2002. Uh, I started to work for telecom. Nice, nice. It's it, it yeah. I, so, I, so the army is is mandatory over there. So you have to you have to do either a year or two year based on whether you graduating from university. So. Yes, if you're healthy, if you if you don't have <laughs> issues about your health, yeah, of course you, you it's mandatory to uh, to go to army, and uh, of course. Uh, not everyone uh, is eager to go of course to the yeah. army yeah and so many many young boys uh, just uh, try to maybe <laughs> find some uh, health issues and to not go there but mm -hmm. uh, overall uh, i i didn't have a problem i i, I just uh, decided that i will go i will i will do my duty 
Yeah. And uh, I was uh, healthy enough uh, to to have a service in the in this army to to go to be there. Yeah. And it it, it was kind of fun. It was a memorable uh, time of my life. <laughs> I would say. Uh, not not very pleasant, I, I think sometimes, uh, but overall it was okay. Nice, nice. Alice, Alice is kind of a memorable, you know, moment of your life. So that's that's nice to hear about the about the about the army. That's for sure. So <clears throat> let's talk about because uh, obviously you know we're both here because of GPRO. So let's talk about the game for a little bit. So how did you how did you find the game? Um, like where where did when did you first join and how did you find it? I joined in 2006 uh, and I got an invitation from my friend uh, and uh, I, I should say that I started playing uh, such kind of games uh, long before GPRO. GPRO. Mm. I uh, started playing uh, 10 years before GPRO existed oh, okay. in, 1990, in 1996 uh, when I found uh, F1 Live uh, made by uh, my German friend Harry Bruckner. And I played, uh, it existed uh, for about six years till 2002. Then I tried to play uh, some other uh, web-based Formula One management games such, uh, such as uh, F1 Pro and F1 Time, uh, but not for a very long time. Uh, and uh, in 2006, uh, my friend from Lithuania, uh, Thomas uh, Celestius, uh, his nickname is Tok. He played GPRO, but uh, he quit, uh, I think, about many, many years ago and never came back. <laughs> but uh, he invited me uh, uh, for beta test. I think it was uh, season, four, uh, season four of beta testing. Hmm. Uh, so I played a couple beta test seasons, and then uh, it went. Uh, the game went. Uh, I think uh, it started the first uh, normal season hmm. in late 2006, and I joined in March 2006 uh, when there were about 50, 50 beta beta testers. I think in the game. Fine. So, so you got so you got invited for the beta seasons. I, I was I was wondering because I didn't because obviously you played F1 Time, which is obviously the game before GPRO, where most of the majority of the players came from. I, I didn't know whether you kind of followed the whole crowd or whether you were actually invited single-handedly by someone. Who uh, I, I was invited single single-handedly. Uh, yeah. I quit uh, F1 Time. I think uh, not uh, uh, long before GPRO. So okay. then I, I took some small break and then uh, my friend contacted me and sent me the link and said that there, hey, there's a new game came out, uh, coming out. And then uh, he, he asked uh, that maybe I should try, try it. Uh, he was already playing it for about a week uh, or two and he said that it's quite complex and uh, interesting. Mm. And then uh, uh, I, I should definitely try it too. So I tried it and uh, found it uh, really amazing uh, at that moment and decided to stay and try to, to develop myself in this game. Nice. So, so, what, what, so what kind of aspects in GPRO made you want to stay within the game? Because obviously you said you quit F on time, had a little break, and then you started GPRO. So what made you want to stay on the game? It's uh, hard to remember now because uh, many years have passed already. Uh, but I think, uh, first of all, it, it had a really nice and friendly interface. Uh, so it was really easy to find everything you need to play it. Uh, also, I think uh, already by that time, 
there was a good uh, newbie manual or maybe uh, frequently asked questions. So uh, I, I got the grasp of the game really fast. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't too complicated uh, it didn't seem too complicated to me uh, because sometimes uh, if if you try to st start to play something it's uh, and it, it, it becomes too overwhelming and uh, really really hard to understand you you just sweep it but uh, with gpro it wasn't the case so i think it was like balanced a balanced game mm. uh, not not too simple not too hard for me and uh, also I think uh, the overlook of the game, uh, the interface, the color, the fonts, I think it was really neat, really neat to look at. Nice, yeah. So yeah, the old, the old, um, yeah, because we still have the old race screen now where it's just um, a stationary page and then every two minutes it kind of refreshes and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But obviously back then that was kind of, you know, the, the main focus, that was kind of what kind of dragged, draw people into the game. What was different between GPRO and your previous games that you played? Like, is, was there any like major differences between the two games? Did you did you feel there was? It was a little bit uh, harder. Uh, it was. It had much more. Uh, I think um, much more uh, formulas inside the game. Much more dependencies. Uh, so, um, but. I didn't play F1 Portal because some friends told me that uh, the core uh, engine of the GPRO was really very similar to F1 Portal. Oh, okay. But I didn't play, I didn't play F1 Portal, and because, so I I can't tell you if it's the same or not. Hmm. But uh, uh, it was really really similar to F1 Life and F1 Time. It had six car parts for setup, and also the car had eleven parts for parts where and so uh, overall the game wasn't really different from from other games but uh, at the same time it, uh, it 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 was complicated enough so for me uh, it would it was interesting to to crack it to yeah. find uh, to find all the formulas file all dependencies and so on so i decided to try to play it so how how, how easy did you find um, breaking the breaking the formulas and cracking them and finding out how everything worked. Like, how easy did you feel find that aspect of the game as as the as the seasons went by? It was really hard. I think uh, actually uh, I didn't crack uh, any formulas right away, or just uh, you know uh, had some uh math mathematical uh, finders or calculators so i, I didn't use it uh, i used the microsoft excel and also i just stored all the data and then tried to analyze it i yeah. think uh, at the, the early seasons uh, maybe uh, when i when i played before quitting before retiring at uh, after season nine uh, everything wasn't uh, systemized yeah. it was uh, like uh small pieces of uh, information stored in Microsoft Excel. Mm. And uh, we only started to build our databases and so on. It wasn't like, uh, I think, uh, like we have now. Yeah. We didn't, ha we didn't have any tools already. We didn't have any, any complete formulas. Uh, we, we only had some, you know, approximations. So yeah. this is like, like we guess that this is works like this, this uh, that this works like that, and so on. 
Like, yeah, because I remember I, um, I interviewed uh, Roman Tass, who obviously started in season one as well and obviously played until now. I saw his... Sorry, pardon pardon me. Who, who, who do you mean? I saw uh, Roman, Roman Tass. So, ah, uh, Roman Tass. Yes, oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I interviewed him about a couple of years ago uh, on, on the forums and he sent me screenshots of his season four like data entry and everything and it's just everything on excel uh, he puts all the um, like parts um all the where like all the all the data and that like like that so it was very nice because obviously i joined when it's season 14 so there was a little bit of you know data management going so there might be a couple of formulas floating around here and there but obviously when you start in season one it's obviously very difficult to even you know find a starting point so it was fascinating to see how you guys managed to kind of collect data and then manage to fit kind of, you know, manage to kind of make sense of it, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, uh, uh, it's it's really like uh, Riemann just explained, it, it was really like uh, I had. Uh, it was like a pile of data in, in, in Excel. And uh, in early seasons, uh, you could be successful if you just uh, basically know some some basic uh, some basic uh, information, some basic uh, dependencies. Yeah. You didn't need to know everything like uh, for uh, several decimals. Uh, you you could be you could have around numbers, but uh, you already. Uh, if if you would be able to know exactly your your car where or just uh, how few, how uh, much fuel you need and how much uh, laps uh, your tires could stand, it wasn't it was uh, actually quite uh, enough mm. to be to be able to compete at top levels at that mm. time. Mm. So uh, overall overall level of competition was really lower in early season. I can admit it, and uh, it's it's not a secret. Uh, so um, everyone was really not understanding uh, about drivers, about oh, okay. their their stats, which stats are more important, which stats affect what. It was really a mystery for everyone. Uh, everyone uh, in early seasons, everyone thought that, uh, for example, aggressiveness uh, is a bad uh, start. And everyone tried to find a driver with zero aggressiveness, mm. you know. <laughs> and uh, then, uh, after maybe four or five seasons, we uh, slowly started to understand that it was uh, the opposite. And so uh, we collected more data, and then uh, we, we we tried to pick the right drivers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. It's, always, it's, always, it's always about trial and error, and that's kind of what I loved. What I loved about it in the early stages, where people just it's okay to make mistakes back then because obviously everyone's doing the same thing. There's not like a single um, right answer and everyone's trying to find that one right answer, which is just amazing. Yeah. I also can add that uh, the game was simpler in early seasons. We didn't have uh, tire brands, that tire manufacturers. We had uh, the same tire for everyone. Uh, it was, uh, it wasn't, uh, we wasn't capped uh, for energy consumption for driver energy. Yeah. So there were many, many more uh, simplifications. Uh, so you basically needed to maintain your sponsorship. You needed to pick the right driver and you needed to calculate correctly your fuel consumption and tire wear yeah. and uh, your car wear. So that was, that was basically the, uh, everything you needed to, for, for success. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and a little bit of financial management, of course, uh, 
I, I was planning ahead at that time and also to not get bankrupt, but only after I think season three or season four. You know, the funny thing, uh, if you look at season one, uh, everyone tried to hire drivers for five million salary. Uh, everyone uh, didn't uh, calculate the financial plan yeah. and everyone almost uh, i almost went bankrupt and i it was a miracle that i managed to stay in elite in elite uh, in season 1 because <laughs> I, I i was out of money uh, <laughs> by race 6 or race 7 yeah so, that's yeah, it, I mean, it was, yeah it's season 1 is definitely the uh, the season where everyone finds their footing and just be like oh what do i do and then people just hire drivers because they like the name or they like the you know the oa is high and that's how that's how people find it so it's very fascinating it was total madness <laughs> <laughs> understandable that's for sure but um obviously you know you've raced since the beta season and then in season seven and season eight you won your first two championships how how was that for you was that was that was that was that planned like did you did you were, were, were you were you like did you plan better than all the other managers and that's the reason why you won or was there any other reasoning as to how you won those two championships i think um i was uh, fighting for for the title for championship uh, in season four and season five uh, with better mm-hmm. from bulgaria uh, i was really close but uh, i wasn't able to beat him uh, he was faster but i think i was in top three top top four uh, constantly uh, and by that time, uh, I, I, I tried to think uh, how I could improve myself. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really uh, plan for season seven at that point. Uh, I didn't know that exactly on season seven I will be fighting again. I was able to stay on top uh, every season. Yeah. Uh, and then I decided to experiment about uh, my driver and I hired a new driver in season six, I think. And uh, this driver was uh, not really fast at first, but uh, I, I thought that maybe maybe it had some potential for the future. So I decided to stick with it. And uh, suddenly, uh, as, as, as long as the, this driver got some more experience and some more motivation, I, I found some, you know, speed, some more mm-hmm. speed, some more time. And... Uh, by the end of season six, I, I was able to fight for points again. So it happened that uh, at season seven, I started with the driver and uh, continued to develop it. And the uh, top managers uh, had to switch to new drivers okay. by that time. And uh, suddenly my uh, driver, um, actually, I found out that it was, it was really good. It was really good by that time. It was better, best, I think, best driver. So, and by that time, I, I managed to maybe uh, put together everything about money. I, I collected many sponsors, uh, always uh, had uh, good uh, sponsorship offers, really, really high uh, sponsorship income. And uh, I think uh, by that time, uh, my facilities were already uh, at 100. You know, uh, facilities uh, weren't deteriorating early in the game. Yep. If you if you up, up, upgrade them, uh, they stay at 100 uh, all the time. <laughs> so all my facilities were maximum. All my uh, stuff uh, stuff uh, 
uh, skills were maximum and also a huge sponsorship uh, package. Yeah. You know, uh, I was earning uh, about 11 million per race from wow. my sponsors. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, I had sponsors for 4 million, for 3.5 million and so on, and uh, 11 million from five sponsors. So uh, all every race is um, 100 risk, every race is maximum repairs, and uh, <laughs> best, best drivers and best money uh, for income from a sponsorship. So Actually. I think uh, by the by the meaning of all these uh, factors, uh, I it was uh, the best package uh, in the game. Yeah. That uh, also that, that's why uh, season eight was uh, domination, uh, fourteen victories, I think. Yeah. And so on. Yeah. So yeah, season eight was and still is the best um, season that anyone's had. 161 points out of 170. I mean, total total domination, just absolutely. Don't, Yun, don't, don't forget that we had the same tires. That's yes. a huge factor. Mm. It, it is uh, um, almost impossible to repeat this uh, currently because you have a different weather and if you you don't have tires for every situation, and even, on, even on bridge rocks, you will have some races where you, where you suffer and we'll be will be slower than yeah. Hancock's and Michelin and so and so on. So uh, it's obviously almost impossible to repeat this uh, in the current state of the game. Yeah. So we should understand it. No, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah, back then, like you yeah. said, there's there's no there's no driver energy, there's no there's no tire, yeah, like tire suppliers. Everything was so much simpler back then. Like, yeah, you just, yeah, of course. Like you said, you could do hundred CT and it's in a race, and it wouldn't affect your driver at all. It would just be yeah. Car if you are faster, if you are faster in one race, you are faster in every race. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Uh, regardless of the temperature. Uh, you would be the fastest. That's why those who stayed on top, they were, con were constantly fighting for wins, for victories uh, during races. Mm. You, you, you wouldn't have a chance if you are like mid-pack and uh, you, you won't uh, just wait for uh, uh, suitable weather. <laughs> that would help you because uh, you, you couldn't do anything uh, because you had the limited, uh, you, you know, slower driver, less money and uh, worse car and so on. Mm. So I think that uh, maybe basically because of these all these dominating dominating se uh, seasons, I think uh, Vlad and uh, game admins decided uh, to adjust the game to, to introduce tires and so on. And I agree that it was a really good uh, decision by them mm -hmm. because no, it yeah. now gives uh, some competition uh, and uh, you you cannot be fastest every 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 race under every circumstances. Yeah. 100%, yeah. The, 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 the tire supply changes definitely benefited the game for sure because, yeah, like you said, not one manager could dominate the whole race, like the whole season. Because obviously, when you, like you said, if, if they have the best driver and every tire is the same, obviously that driver will, will always be the top, top three, you know, guaranteed. So it's kind of a bit boring for other people, which is a bit, you know, a, a bit annoying for other people who wants to try to fight for the top. Whereas now, like you said, there's different. Um, circumstances for different tyres and like you said maybe Hancock's will be the best for a certain temperature in the dry and then you know you got you know bad years that certain temperatures for the wet and all that kind of stuff you just got you just got a lot of different different varieties of um, of races that could happen. Um, correct, correct. That's why I, I would like to not over overestimate or uh, 
over uh, to make my achievement uh, too high. Uh, I myself uh, don't don't uh, think that it was really really that uh, great of an achievement. Maybe uh, at that time it was much uh, the game was much uh, more simple. Mm. And the, uh, the guys who compete who are manage to stay at top of elite uh, currently uh, at these seasons uh, are really doing much much harder and much better job than than I did when I won my titles back the, mm. back uh, in an early era of the game. Fair, fair. I mean, very gracious. I mean, obviously, you, you still, you still won two elite championships, even though they are in simpler times. You're still fighting with other managers in that similar circumstance. Um, just you just planned better than the other people. <laughs> so probably, yeah. probably yes. Yeah, but so yeah, but I mean, yeah. Um, but obviously, um, like you said, you retired in season ten and didn't come back until season forty-three. So, what was the reasoning for the retirement? Was it based on real life, or was it just? You got bored of the game or how 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 yeah you can find it in the forum uh in season 10 uh or in season 9 uh i lost my championship uh even though i had the dominant uh, dominated uh package as well but i still lost the championship uh, by a couple points i think and uh, the reason was that uh the driver who won the, the championship uh, had a smooth uh, season without uh, any randoms uh, or te technical problems. And uh, in my season, uh, I had, I think, one or two technical problems. I had one puncture, which costed me, uh, which made me to score, I think, no, no points. And one uh, random technical problem, which made me to lose, uh, I think, six or five points. And so by the end of this season, I realized that uh, no matter how hard I try, no matter how good package my, my package is and how fast I am, I can win all races, but then uh, just drop out one race and lose 10 points and uh, to be uh, second in this season. So I think I was really mad at this situation <clears throat> at that point and decided to just, uh, <clears throat> I think I, maybe it was a rage quit at that point <coughs> uh, i wrote in my for in the forums that uh, i am really disappointed and uh, that a random played a huge factor mm -hmm. of course if you if you are 15th instead of 14th due, due, due to some technical issues you you can be okay but if you if you do the best and uh, finish second instead of first in the season because you had uh, some technical problems, randoms, and so on. It was really, really uh, disappointing. Uh, so I, I decided that I, I've had enough mm. of this and decided to quit, even though then uh, later I realized that if I stayed and continued to play, maybe I had a really good chance to win some more title, titles uh, later in season 10, 11, and 12, maybe, because my driver was still young and I, I, I would keep him, <clears throat> I think, for three or four seasons, <clears throat> which was taken by another manager, I think, after me, after I quit. Yeah. And this manager, I think, uh, fight, fought for a championship with my driver. So I decided to quit, uh, even though I still had a chance to win more titles, but uh, yeah. it was. And the second second factor that uh, in 2008, I think, uh, after when I decided to retire, uh, I got a new job. It was a more, uh, it was more, uh, I think, uh, hard. It was a really um, a new 
uh, new job for me. My new I got uh, promoted to higher position. Yeah. I moved uh, to another com uh, company to a really high and demanding position. I was a uh, uh, commercial uh, chief uh, of a huge uh, telecom. And uh, I realized that I needed to all my time to spend all my time to devote all my time to properly do my uh, function functions at this uh, company. Yeah. And I, so I, uh, it was uh, two factors uh, that uh, uh, com combined, I decided to, to retire to free time to work in the new company on new position. Yeah, and then, yeah, and in 2014, uh, six, six years later, I decided to return when I uh, was in a more comfortable situation. Or maybe a third factor of retirement was uh, that uh, I uh, I had a first baby. And my, uh, my daughter was already growing up and she needed to go to school. She was six years old. Mm -hmm. And I also decided to, to spend more time with her and so on. And then in 2014, I, I, I was more comfortable at work. I had more time. I was really, I would uh, really not. It wasn't. It wasn't a stressful situation for me. So yeah. I, I decided to devote myself again to start learning. And also, uh, all these years, I was constantly uh, invited uh, by my friends to return. Some of my friends, so Vladimir Islentiev, uh, who I was playing with, and also Leandro Serena. They were inviting me to, to return. Mm. And also then Jimmy from, from the Whiskies uh, also approached me just a couple months. When, when he saw that I'm back in the game, they started to, to invite me in their team. Yeah. And I decided to join them. Nice. Yeah. I mean, Whiskey and Cigars. Yeah, also, also, also uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Yeah, also, no Stefan, Stefan Wolfenreitner also invited me uh, at, at, at that time. He said that, uh, why wouldn't I re just return? The game has changed completely a lot. The game has changed a lot. There are new features. Mm -hmm. And I, I saw, I logged in from time to time. <clears throat> I saw that they, it has uh, new features, new tires, and so on and so on. So I decided, well, maybe this game is uh, like, um, became more interesting for me to try it again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like you know, like you said, you um, <clears throat> obviously changed. Obviously retired in season ten when obviously is fairly simpler, and obviously came back in season forty three where tie supplies were introduced. A lot more different. A lot, a lot more things have happened. A lot more things have been introduced into the game. So what? So how did you feel when you came back in twenty fourteen, and kind of? Um, yeah, like what were your thoughts on the game? Was it like a lot more complicated than you would initially thought about? Or it it was a really interesting time. I remember that I felt myself a complete noob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, I looked at my I, I looked at my old Excel uh, files and all my data and decided that mm, it was really, <laughs> you know. Uh, not really uh, mature data <laughs> method yeah. of gathering data. And uh, I, I realized that uh, by that time, uh, the formulas uh, were almost all formulas were cracked and people had tools and uh, really, really more precise calculation than I had before. Mm. So for example, if I started playing only with my data, that, which I had from back uh, from season nine, I would, just uh, needed to invest a lot of time 
just to be on par with uh, average players, just to know some basics and so on. Of course, I really had a lot of help from my friends. Uh, at first, I joined my old team, which I quit uh, from. And those uh, some players uh, were still playing in this the same team. And they provided me with uh, some information. And I asked them a million questions about the game. <laughs> Yeah. I was attacking them with questions every day. Uh, what do I do here? What do I do there? How sponsors uh, react? How should I answer? Mm. Uh, I was trying to recall all the information. Of course, I, I had a grasp of how it works uh, in general. Yeah. But those details, I, 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 I needed just uh, to, to find the information back, to gain the information back. And uh, th those friends helped me a lot, of course. Uh, they answered all my million questions. <laughs> I think thanks to them uh, a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then when I when I was invited uh, to Whiskey's, of course, they had much more uh, data collected by that mm -hmm. time. They uh, during those years they had a lot of work uh, over all formulas and uh, scientific approaches, and uh, you know some software. For wow, finding geez. dependencies, yeah, they yeah. had some great mathematicians in the team <laughs> who really helped it. And uh, so basically, uh, by that time, I got access to some uh, tools which helped me to compete on higher level again. Yeah, of course. So it wasn't just uh, my uh, the, the new uh, formula cracking made by me. So when I returned, I, of course, I thankfully I had access to some gathered data and some tools and, and so on. So it helped me. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially nowadays, being part of a team and having that extra help from other people is definitely definitely needed in order to kind of compete in the higher levels for sure and get to get that kind of information and getting your questions answered and stuff like that. Um, also, also one moment. Uh, uh, when I logged in uh, to Whiskey's uh, forum, there were like uh, 4,653 unread uh, forum oh threads. Oh my God, wow. You know, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were distributed by, you know, different uh, topics. Uh, so research about tires, research about cars, oh research gosh. about weather, about sponsors. And, you know, I, I needed just, I think, a month maybe to just simply to click all the topics all and topics. check if, if this information is useful for me or not. Yeah. To oh, structure wow. it, you know. <laughs> it was really, really fun moment. <laughs> and, um, you know, every, every new team member who comes here, who comes in our team, uh, has the same uh, shocking surprise. Surprise. <laughs> he logs in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he sees this, uh, this uh, huge amount of data collected and posted on the forum. Of course, it, it helps a lot. Yeah. Also. Must be very scary you walking in and being like, oh really? my god, four thousand six hundred messages. Uh, just it's just crazy. Really? But it's it is to be expected from uh, such a such a high team like Whiskey and Cigars, you know, who's been there since you know day one. You know, they've been there since the start, and obviously collected over eighty seasons of data, over eighty seasons worth of data. Yeah, you, you're bound to have so many threads in in a forum page to 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 read through. But um, obviously, obviously now you're still racing at the moment. Do you ever think you're going to be back in the lead and back winning titles again? Like, um, 
is that is that part of your plans for the for the game or yeah my um my way of playing this game was also always uh like a motor uh, i push to the maximum i don't uh, give up and uh, i try to push at every moment mm. i kind of i i'm kind of impatient uh, player i don't like to develop my driver for 10 years just yeah. to have a one or two uh, chances to fight for for the title so my my philosophy is uh, to try to get the best possible package at the at the given time if, if I can improve myself uh, by switching drivers, I, I do it. When I, when I first uh, reached master after returning, I think season 47 or 48, uh, I was max, I, I couldn't score points and uh, I was uh, maybe 10, 12. And I, I, I thought that I need just a couple tenths more to be able to go into points to retain the master. So I, I switched the driver by the race 12. And this driver was about the same speed as my previous one. Okay. And I had him for a couple races and then again switched to another driver. I paid huge compensation. I yeah. paid 20 million of compensation oh, for, wow, to, 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 to switch driver twice yeah. in one season uh, because i i really wanted to retain and i wanted to 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 get the better driver yeah. that's uh, that explains how i play so uh, <laughs> yeah short term yeah. short term gains that's it yeah that's yeah of, of course of course uh, i have some plan uh, maybe for two three seasons uh, in advance uh, of course if i get a, a really good driver and i, I know that he, he's young enough to stay with me of course i won't uh, just uh, waste all my money in one season just to score maximum <laughs> yeah. i of course i i try to to go slowly to to reach uh, uh, to reach my best uh, in second or third season and so on, uh, and uh, I was able to 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 have one victory uh, after returning. Uh, I I went to elite and had one victory. I could have uh, maybe two or three, but I really was unlucky. Uh, I lost one victory because of tires because where temperature was really high and my tires didn't hold. And I uh, had to extra pit on last lap. And oh, okay. went from from first to fourth. Okay. And in another race, I think I had some technical prob problems, uh, and it ruined my race. And uh, of course, uh, I, I know uh, what I need to to reach elite and to try to fight for championship. Uh, maybe maybe I'm too lazy now. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe maybe I'm not too patient now uh, to do it. Uh, so. Uh, last time I relegated to master, I tried to stay in master and see what happens. If I can stay in master as long as I can. And I stayed for maybe eight or nine seasons yeah. in the same group. And then I realized that it's the road to nowhere. Okay. So every, yeah. every season I was barely fighting for retaining, for yeah. retention. And uh, I didn't progress. I didn't collect sponsors. I didn't collect, uh, I didn't... Uh, uh, increase, improve my f finances and so on. Mm. And it drained uh, completely all my money. And uh, then I relegated to pro. And uh, also now I'm thinking maybe I need to go even down, uh, down further down to amateur to start rebuilding yeah. my sponsorship. And I also think that maybe I, I did some mistakes regarding sponsors. I was experimenting with uh, something, some answers 
to sponsors and so on, how to behave answering sponsors, mm -hmm. maybe to maximize and uh, maybe it was not uh, an optimal strategy, as I think. Mm -hmm. Now I'm trying different approach uh, to be more safe with sponsors, to not lose them and so on. Okay. So I think maybe, maybe if I see that I'm starting to improve, I'm starting to, to be uh, more successful with money, I think yeah. that's the only problem. I don't have problem with strategies, uh, race strategies, um, finding drivers and technical directors. I think the, my main the drawback now is managing the, the finance. Finance, yeah. Yeah. If if I if I have enough, if I have a long term uh, plan for staying in uh, pro and uh, advancing to master and to elite, and uh, have enough money, I think I will I will make a try and to give a shot at it. Nice, yeah, but it's it's good. It's good to see you have still have that drive to win at every opportunity, you know. Because there's, there's a few people who like, like myself. I I love doing like four or five season rebuilds. I love I love getting like a driver, and then just building him up, and then just trying to get him to the best. So not winning is kind of part of it, but it's it's great to see another manager try just just going for it just you know wanting to win wanting to either retain or promote and wanting to just just do the best he can and it's just it's great to see it's definitely good you know i need to i need to think about it again <clears throat> now that i see that uh, the competition is really high uh, i think maybe maybe it's not the best approach maybe it's uh, uh, that's makes that's what makes makes me just uh, to not reach elite and fight championship. I need really to think about it. Maybe just to slow down, just to plan again, and just to try to find. But what what do you gain from development of the driver? Personally, I think that uh, all you all you gain is maybe a little bit uh, cheaper salary. That's all. You just uh, hire a driver for a couple hundreds of uh, salary. <clears throat> and you you develop uh, the driver and when 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 you fight for points and fight for championship it's like uh, 800 uh, or a million salary yeah. so that's all so but uh, but uh, all these seasons when you are driving with slower driver you are really losing a lot mm. you're really losing a sponsorship uh, negotiation process you're really losing uh, from finishing on lower positions you're losing money and so on so that's why I, I personally don't don't see a point of uh, the development of a long development plan of, of the driver. Well, maybe four four five seasons is okay, but uh, after that, uh, it's always I think better to find a good driver from the market than to to lose many seasons by developing. Well, that's a, that's a very fair statement actually. Yeah, something I haven't thought about. I personally, I kind of felt. <laughs> having that personal touch of the driver is actually really good but uh but no I, it's, it's understandable what you say like you said that the first two seasons of developing that driver you look you're gonna lose like i said you'll lose money from you know your positioning in the races and also yeah it's like it's a sponsorship negotiations kind of slow down or they even might you know disappear or anything like that so yeah it's very good points that you put point out there and um yeah definitely one that i'm definitely going to think about <laughs> in the future yeah. for sure <laughs> Hello everybody, just interrupting this uh, podcast to uh, let you know that the GPRO Podcast Hall of Fame voting is still up still up and running, so um, I left a um, link in the description below in the YouTube uh, video, or if you go on a thread, you'll see the um, 
GPRO Hall of Fame voting link. So please vote. We still have a load of uh, votes that still need to be counted. Um, a load of spaces up for grabs still in the uh, in the old thread. So uh, please have a look at it. <laughs> vote if you can. And uh, yeah, back to the podcast. You know what? Enough, enough about GPR now. We talk about GPR for ages. Let's talk about more about you and kind of, kind of yourself. So, what what, what kind of hobbies do you have? Um, you know, in real life, like what, what do you, what do you love to do? Uh, about when I was about uh, forty years, I uh, stopped drinking completely. So that's a, a fun fact about me. No. Uh, I don't I don't drink uh, alcohol completely. Not a single kind of alcohol not on during uh, christmas eve or new year not even on birthdays uh, that's oh, okay. uh, really yeah that's a really like my my philosophy about this i also try to have a healthy nutri- nutrition mm. i try to to not eat uh, meat a lot i i eat more carbohydrates and so on yeah. So carbohydrated food that's uh, also i think it's more healthy for me i feel myself uh, better mm. and also from, uh, regarding my hobbies um, i like to run from time to time i try to run uh, about once or twice a week uh, i go to the stadium and uh, run for three or five kilometers it's, it's really like a relaxed not a professional running yeah yeah, yeah just just to to feel myself more fit yeah. uh, to, to, for, for my heart, for my blood system and so on. Uh, and also cycling. Uh, about two, three years ago, I really cycled a lot. Uh, I bought a new bike and I went uh, riding for 50 kilometers or 100 kilometers. Ooh, okay. uh, so past two years I'm, I'm not so cycling a lot but uh, I, I like to to go with my family just for a leisure uh, riding you know around the city and so on sounds good Definitely sounds good yeah. yeah also also one of my uh, young uh, hobbies uh, back from when I was around 15 or 20 years is uh, computer games Ooh, you know okay. <laughs> yeah uh, I like uh, first person shooter games mostly mm-hmm. Nice. When I, where I need to wander and uh, <laughs> kill monsters and so on to shoot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's like my favorite like childhood hobby or when I was a student, I played yeah. a lot. What what kind of games do you, uh, do you yeah. like playing? Oh, so yeah, it's uh, kind of break up a little bit at the moment. Yeah. At the moment, uh, for for last year, I play Valorant. It's a competitive shooter. Yeah, yeah, I played yeah, yeah. five, five on five. Uh, uh, personally, uh, I I haven't played Counter Strike uh, a lot uh, because I thought it was too hardcore for me. <laughs> but when when Valorant came out, uh, it's a more like uh, newbie friendly game. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, it's uh, it's really similar to Counter Strike, but it differs. Yeah. Uh, it it offers you more opportunities, uh, more tactical opportunities because you you don't only shoot people, uh, enemies, uh, but you also use some abilities to slow them down, to freeze them, mm. you know, to 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 build up walls to block their paths yeah. and uh, to blind them and so on and so on. So I tried it and I, I found it really really 
nice uh, not too hardcore for me yeah Not and enough. maybe <clears throat> but mostly mostly people like 40s uh, in 40s uh, 45 years uh, i really don't play such games so i'm like more like an uh, exclusion from the rules <laughs> here because well, those friends uh, who i play with are usually like uh, 20 years old 18 16 years old <laughs> oh, yeah you know i played with with one guy from sweden a lot then then we we became friends within the game yeah. and then i uh, i decided to ask me i asked him how old he was and he said he was 11 oh wow Damn. yeah and uh, the fun uh, from this is that we we had a nice chat with each other we we talked like you know we are the same age and uh, i was uh, i was uh, had a conversation and uh, followed the conversation with him without even thinking that he we, i was uh, four times older than him yeah that's uh, uh, that's what i like uh, from online gaming and from games and ever average that uh, age doesn't really matter of course here yeah. You won't go with 11 years old, and uh, you you won't go playing volleyball or basketball with with uh, him or hockey or football because yeah. uh, there you have uh, this age and physique disparity. Hmm. But online in online gaming, uh, you you don't have this disparity. Even uh, uh, other way around, uh, hmm. I have a handicap uh, because I'm old and my reaction time is slower. And those <laughs> 10, 15 years. Uh, children are really really amazing mm. and they are they are much better and have much better reaction <laughs> yeah of course yeah so that that's just a fun fact that you, no matter doesn't matter how how old are you if you like something you should do it mm. if you like playing computer games just play it if you are 50 years if you are 60 years if you like to do it just do it yes. don't think that you are too old for something or you you are not suitable to do to do something that's that's what i think no 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 that's the, yeah that's that's a, that's a, something i always like to live for like you know it doesn't matter like you said it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter you know <clears throat> how different you are to other people as long as you love doing it just go for it it's, it's definitely something that i do love to uh, yeah to and an- another another hobby another game uh, it's well it's not like a game but it's a service uh, which i discovered about mm-hmm. two months ago uh its uh, name is uh, geoguesser maybe you heard it oh yes geoguesser yes <laughs> geoguesser yeah i discovered geoguesser about two months or maybe one month ago and you know i got addicted uh, yeah. to it uh, <laughs> i'm a t- i'm a complete noob but i'm i'm really like learning i'm like trying to compete with uh, more experienced guys over twitch mm-hmm. you know i i really often uh, watch uh, people streaming on twitch they uh, where they stream valorant where they stream uh, like uh, geoguesser where they can play with viewers if you if you are on the, this channel you can play with the streamer mm. uh, geoguesser and you can compete and try to guess locations with all uh, people who who can participate who are also at this channel yeah. it's really fun it's really fun it's really a nice community you know it's It's like uh, you don't need a faster reaction here, unlike playing competitive shooters, hmm. shooter games. Yeah. 
and also it was it really amazing server service because you discover the whole world oh, yes. you can discover different countries you can discover you can pay attention to small details like uh, the houses the bikes roads uh, nature trees and so on and and you can you can suddenly realize that uh, the world is much it's so much different Mm. countries are so much different around the world yeah. and uh, every country is uh, really different has different uh, features have, have has different uh, nature and uh, you know even even bollards uh, uh, along the roads are different in every country and by by uh, professional geoguessor players experienced professional players are by seeing the bollard can already uh, tell which country it is yeah it's crazy it's crazy watching those people because they they have so much knowledge around the world and yeah geoguessa is, is a game that I, I do love watching i do love playing just because of the fact that you can um view a part of the world that you've never seen before and it's it's kind of good ideas for holidays as well if you want to if you want to do a holiday somewhere you have no idea where to go i just go and geoguessa and just see <laughs> which countries there are and then I like the look of that. I'll, uh, I'll try to book. Yeah, there. and it's and it's fun to play with friends. Hundred percent. You yes. can you can you can gather maybe ten people, whom you know, uh, maybe with the voice chat or without voice chat. You can you can go in, in the same game and and try to compete and have fun and have uh, evening talks and you know it's like a, a nice uh, I think uh, a way to to relax after your job. Mm. Definitely. and to to speak with your friends to have fun with your friends and yeah that's yeah yeah GGS is one of the games where like you said it's not to do a reaction times anything it's just based on your knowledge and just trying to find clues in the in the in, in the uh in the whole in the whole area and just making sure you try to figure out which country you're at it's 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 it's, right. it's, it's a wonderful game i do love it it is nice <laughs> so valorant cool, and you, cool. valorant and geoguess is there any other games that you play or like any played before or no not really oh i played before i, I really was addicted to borderlands franchise mm. it's a shooter game also it was really nice uh, I, I i think i spent several hundred hours in, in it so it's it was really addicting uh, borderlands 2 and borderlands 3 mm. uh, but uh, i haven't played for maybe a year or more since i switched to valorant uh, I, did, I found out uh, for myself that uh, competitive online shooters are really much more addicting than just single player games. Mm -hmm. At first, I thought that just playing single player is just fun, uh, but uh, the story, um, written story, which you play over and over again, uh, it's, uh, it can't compete uh, compared to the tension of the uh, online uh, game. <laughs> when you're playing 5v5 against real people, yeah, and you know that these people are better than you, and you need to just uh, to do everything just to outperform them. Uh, somehow, I, 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 it was really I was surprised that I like it because all these years I thought that competitive plays uh, gaming is not for me. That I'm too old for it. That I, I'm not I'm not able to compete on the level and so on. But then suddenly with Valorant, I I found out that I I can be I can be of the good level with other players, and I can show that I uh, I I saw my progress. I I gained up, you know, ranking. Mm. Valorant has some ranking system where you you can advance. You can st uh, if you 
uh, if you are not a really good player, you have a lower rank, but then you are, you upgrade your ranks and go up and up and up. And so I, I saw that by the span of uh, six or seven months, I, I improved myself. And that, that was really satisfying for me. Nice, nice. Yeah, I do love a ranking system in a game. Yeah, with Valorant, you get like a, you, um, you like start like is it iron or bronze, and then you go up yeah. to silver and gold, and then, yeah. So, there's, there's yeah. so it's, it's nice to see that progress, especially when yeah. you have a visual, visual progress to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I managed to reach uh, platinum, and I think that's uh, the highest level that uh, they got, I can reach because uh, uh, further than platinum, uh, there are. Uh, I was told that they're mainly pro players or so really hardcore players, so mm. those who spend uh, hundreds, hundreds hours on this game, and they are young. And uh, so I decided that uh, I, I, I said my, myself, uh, I set myself a goal to reach platinum. I, I reached it, and uh, now I'm happy, so I can be more relaxed and maybe playing gold uh, yeah. around gold. And it's okay; it's just an, an average level, silver, gold where people can be playing some relaxed, not too hardcore. And, you know, uh, there's a drawback in these games because there's uh, some toxicity uh, in games. And you, uh, sometimes when you're uh, not having your best day mm. in this game, you can uh, just not perform too well. And you you get some, you can happen to have some toxic players in your team who will be flaming. Mm. And that's uh, that's a drawback. Uh, thankfully, thankfully, Russian people can't use uh, voice chat in this game, so we we are muted, and we don't hear other players. But uh, I see on uh, Twitter uh, where professional players, uh, especially female players, mm. are really uh, really oppressed by these toxic players uh, who are just uh, swearing at them and so on. And that, that's that's what what that's uh, this, uh, the black side, the other black side of this online gaming. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely in single player you won't get this, and in, <laughs> in, in online gaming you you will have to face it uh, at some point. Yeah, it's it's disappointing to definitely yeah, like no matter what game you play. Like I used to play a lot of League of Legends and used to play a lot of Counter Strike, and everywhere like every game that I play, I always see toxicity not only towards maybe players that maybe not as good as you know the other players but also yeah like you said female players who also always get flamed no matter how good they are just because they are female and it's definitely you know sad to see and kind of yeah pretty sickening to see that you know and it's really just, horrible situation really mm, mm, definitely yeah <clears throat> well do you obviously obviously you have you have your you have your love for video games but do, do you have like an interest in formula one at all like do you watch formula one like as a of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got your question. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, uh, I, I've been I've been watching Formula One uh, since it came to Russian television in 1992. So uh, I was watching. I've been watching for 27, 28 years. But uh, past two years, I s almost stopped watching online uh, Grand Prix. Uh, main, main, the main reason was uh, domination of Mercedes. Mm. So uh, every race, uh, every race, uh, eighty percent chance that you would would see two Mercedes uh, one two and maybe one Red Bull or one Ferrari and so on. Yeah. So the this the Mercedes domination really killed uh, the entertainment and excitement for me. Mm. 
mm. um, for tw for 27 28 years uh, it was really fun i was trying to follow all uh, everything what happens in motorsport and formula one uh, drivers uh, rumors and so on and past two years now maybe I, I just happened to watch two or three races during the year that's oh, okay. all yeah but now you know uh, last race was really fun today's race yeah uh, because because uh, and also monaco race where you know the slower race where mercedes could not uh, just uh, uh, utilize their power when when i see that uh, there is a competition when there are some many teams that could uh, uh, compete for points for victories it's re really much more fun for me and today's race were really fun it was uh, like many unexpected uh, uh, problems uh, safety cars and so on and basically mercedes uh, didn't win today yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe I, I, yeah, I don't think I have a single point this this to have this race as well. So it was a, yeah, it was good to see that it was it was it was pretty much like um Monza last year where uh, we had a really unexpected podium. Uh yeah. you know, we had I have nothing against Mercedes. I'm sorry to all Mercedes fa fans around the world. Uh, I really, really liked this team. It's all about the, you know, all about uh competition and about uh, in, uh, whether the race is interesting whether the result the outcome of the race is expected or unexpected when you when you can expect uh, mercedes to win and uh, th there is no point for me to just watch the race uh, because uh, if if i already know the, the result it's not fun at all no yeah no no i'm sure i'm sure i will continue watching i'm i will continue to to follow what happens in f1 world and uh, i will i will of course i will not stop completely and i will watch if i see that competition is back i will start watching every race again yeah i mean this i mean this season it's definitely starting to look a little bit more interesting balanced, but um yeah but yeah, we have to see see if there's any any more any more races for them now. But yeah, I mean Formula One, like you said, it's definitely been dominated by by a couple of teams, and it's just got gets a little bit more boring when you see the top two teams always finishing in you know the top four positions, and it's kind of just yeah, just it just it just takes the fun out of it, you know. Like before, we had you know five six different teams fighting fighting for the top spot, whereas now it's just yeah, like I said, Mercedes or Red Bull, the only mm -hmm. two teams that can really compete. Right, right. It's it's the same in Jeep Raw. I think if uh, the same driver wins uh, the, uh, every every time, uh, you know, we had this uh, this time with Roland Postel when he when he was uh, top one and uh, stayed at, at the top for many many seasons. Uh, at some point, I think maybe it became a little bit boring to watch <laughs> the race when you knew that Roland would dominate yeah, yeah. and win. <laughs> Uh, he, he's a really amazing driver, uh, player, player uh, of Jeep Raw, and uh, I, it's just uh, like a similarity between what happens now with Mercedes, what was happening with Ferrari in 2000, you know, when Michael was winning all, was winning it all. Yeah. And also in, in Jeep Raw, we sometimes we we uh, thankfully we we don't get this too often in Jeep Raw. And the last 10 seasons, I think we had uh, really different winners and winners just, we had new uh, new winner every season, uh, not the same player won, 
at least twice or three times in a row. In a row. So I think uh, GPRO has transformed in the right direction. Yeah. To the point where we we have we cannot tell for sure at the start of the season who will be the champion, just by looking at the uh, the tires and the driver and the money. You can't be 100% sure who, who will be winning. Uh, and uh, also the competition, unofficial competition, uh, max top 10, <laughs> you know, uh, it's really, it shows that it's really hard to, to, to score a lot and to get the right guesses of, uh, of not only the winner, but top 10 players in the league. Yeah. Is really really unpredictable at the yeah. moment. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, it definitely is that. You've... Definitely reminded me, yes, Stefan, Stefan Wagenreifer definitely wanted me to ask this question. Max's top 10. Okay, so now it's, Max's top 10 is definitely integrated as part of GPRO along with, you know, the elite betting game. Obviously, you're the, you're the main man who created the game. So how did this, how did this come about for you? Like, what, what, what made you want to create a game like Max's top 10? Uh, first of all, uh, I didn't insist on uh, on inserting this into GPRO, but I think uh, when we were discussed with with Stefan, uh, how we could we improve the game and how could, how could we just make the game more diverse and uh, just to have something uh, something outside of GPRO but connected to GPRO, uh, you know, I was thinking that um, I used to play. To create some competitions like Max Top Ten when I was a child, I mm. uh, used to, you know, when when I was watching uh, soccer uh, World Cup, football World Cup, or hockey World Cup, I always tried to draw, you know, this uh, competition bracket and to to put uh, teams there. Mm. Also, um, I played tennis <clears throat> for about ten years when I was a child when I when I was in school. I played tennis and I went, you know, when the tournament, tennis tournament goes, you also have this Olympic system bracket, you know, it's called, uh, where uh, pairs, you know. So uh, also I suggested to Stefan to create this, uh, the game where we would guess for top 10 and we score points. I, I suggested him the formula, how to calculate, uh, depending on how far, your guess is from the actual place. You get the different points. The closer you are, the more points you get. So he just uh, checked it, uh, and he he thought that it it has no flaws. It has uh, uh, clear rules and uh, simple simple uh, points system. So he he decided just to write a, a site and to implement integrate it into into the game. It was really, I, I really appreciated it, but uh, he decided to call it Max Top 10. <laughs> I, did, I, didn't, I didn't name it. He just uh, put a name and I thought maybe it, it, is, it would be a temporary name that he would put Max Top 10, then he would change it to, you know, maybe some guesser, G-Pro guesser or uh, elite guesser <laughs> and so on. But uh, the, name, the name stayed, you know, everyone got used to it and it became like, like you know, uh, Copy machine, you call it Xerox, Xerox, because Xerox invented it. But it's like a copy machine. It's not a Xerox. You can have a copy machine, HP copy machine, but you, you, we, we could call it Xerox. Yeah. I will use Xerox because it's like the name, name that uh, stayed along with something. Yeah. So 
And then uh, some other games, a lead bet guessing game was also implemented. And uh, then I suggested, uh, also suggested uh, to implement uh, GPRO Cup. It's not written anywhere, but uh, I suggested to Stefan to make a GPRO Cup. Oh, so, uh, the cup to... so the cup format that we currently have now. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I described how we could implement this Olympic system, system bracket system, where we needed uh, 32 top players and then uh, three uh, best of three matches and so on. So oh. he liked it and also, yeah, implemented it. Wow. So you, so you definitely implemented very, a few very key core parts of the game. Which is very good, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't know about the cup one. I knew about the Max's top 10. I know that you implemented the knockout cup as well. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that's right. Definitely we tried We tried to find the ways to, to, to have more fun. I yeah. Think. Do you have... If you, if you, uh, if you, if you, sorry, yeah, you carry on. No, no. Also, also, what we thought at that point, uh, how to make the game more fun is statistics. If, if you, you might know, of course you know, that there are a lot of different statistics in the game and we also had a brainstorming during our early seasons of the game or even in better seasons where we had a community of beta testers and we we gathered on the brainstorming and we thought that uh vlad alexandrov uh, asked guys uh what kind of statistics would you like to do to make to create so it would be an easy to gather and uh, fun to to watch to keep track of so I think there was uh, some brainstorming and we decided that let's create some, you know, top, top by expenditures or top player by sponsor income and so on. And so this is one, uh, one uh, side of the game, which I enjoyed. And I think it's, it was really for some, you know, statistics freaks. Yeah. When you, when you play the game, you not only play to reach result, but you also like to dig into statistics to see different different aspects and comparisons of players and it's really fun it's really i, th I think it's really nice nice uh, idea to to create a lot of statistics in this game yeah. so this is this goes uh, just uh, the, thanks to vlad uh, so for creating it yeah. and for other people who who uh, offered some ideas for that yeah the statistics page is definitely something that I loved. Um, I, I, host, I hosted a game called uh, All About GPRO, which is a GPRO-based quiz based on the statistical part of GPRO, kind of like how many people, mm, nice. who, who, won the, who won the most championships, who did this, who did this, all that kind of stuff. Who, you know, I, had, I had a question where it was, um, who is the um, player who uh, finished lowest in the elite um, elite season while winning the OBR. So I, there's, there's loads of different kind mm. of questions about that. Yeah, but, nice. So this, so it's, it's something that I love. I love like going through data and going through like past data and then seeing kind of unique stuff that's happened in certain seasons. Like in season 69, there's only ever been one person who chose Bridge Rocks in between Pro and Master, which is very, very, you know, interesting for me <laughs> to, to have a look at. But um for yourself, obviously, because you created Max Top 10 and the cup system in the game, if you had free reign to create any anything within the game, what would you want to implement? Like, what other feature would you want to implement within the game if you had that choice? Mm, interesting question. Never thought about this. 
Mm. You know, maybe maybe I was trying to think uh, more into um, um, grades of tires deterioration. I mean, maybe or maybe uh, um, track not being wet instantly, or maybe track uh, to be like uh, certain degrees of rain. So that so there there is no two not two states of the track dry or wet. Mm. So it could be like dry, and then like slightly wet, um, moderately wet, uh, hard and hard wet. Yeah. So there there would be. I I would also try to implement maybe intermediate tires. So there could be like more diversity in strategies. Mm. So like you could just uh, stay on dry tires uh, for several laps, uh, thinking that if rain stops and tracks, track is not uh, totally wet, it starts to dry out and you, you just win by not uh, pitting. Or if you, if you stay on track and the rain continues, then at some point the uh, uh, surface of the road is uh, totally wet and you need to pit for rain tires. So not like dry track, dry tires fastest rain wet track rain tries rain tires fastest yeah. only two options but could be like something in between but that's not, yeah. Yeah, but that's definitely an interesting uh spin um and to be honest it doesn't really sound difficult to implement like kind of just like in you know uh, backwise so it could be something yeah for the future yeah definitely to be the tires and having that that um, um, strategy where you could, you know, be competitive using the dry tires in kind of moderately wet situations, as opposed to going, you know, like you said, fully wet, because you know, no track, no track goes from fully dry to fully wet in one in one lap. So, but um, no, it's definitely, definitely yeah. an idea for for for. That's correct. You summarized it quite well. <laughs> and also, and an, another another thing that I would think on. Maybe uh, I would uh, adjust the sponsor system. I I I don't think it's uh, like the optimal system. Maybe um, I would adjust some prize money, which which you gain by finishing at some place and so on. Mm. I like I like the way uh, the money was awarded uh, during the race in uh, the first uh, management game F1 Live. So in Gipro, yeah, you. Uh, receive money according to your finish position yeah so but what i would see would like to see that you get uh, small portions of money depending on what place you are every lap okay so you you don't receive anything uh, after the race for final place but you receive money uh, considering uh, which place you are every lap it's like corresponds to like uh, sponsorship from tv viewership if you are closer to front you have uh, more uh, time of viewership you viewer viewing time and so sponsors like that and pay to the car who are closer to front to the leading so for example it would create some more uh, interesting strategies mm -hmm. you could uh, qualify with low amount of fuel and go for three pit stops and so and so on and just uh, start uh, closer to the uh, to the leader to pole, you know, higher to have higher starting position, mm -hmm. and try to to be to stay 
the, the first half of the race, you stay closer to, to the front and you receive more money, but uh, by the end of the race, you just have an extra pit and you eventually you finish lower. But it would be interesting whether you could just go for the final position and for points and start, for example, go for one pit and start with heavy tank. And you you will you will be like uh, 20 25 uh, during the first half of the race and you will get uh, lower lower money from sponsorship by this system because you every lap you are lower mm. but at the end you you will score points uh, because of the strategy but but get uh, less money or you could just go for you could go for more aggressive push you could start higher you could start with lower tank just to try to grab more money and to to stay on top for longer, just for money. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's an interesting. It would, it, it would be a trade-off between uh, money earning and the final position. Yeah. So you, you would need to balance to find a balance. What what would you need to to go for points to for for the final position, or you go for money for mm. higher placement every lap? It will definitely spice it up, especially for people in higher levels uh, to kind of. The, they have to try to plan their specific push races as opposed to hoping to finish higher in, in certain races. They now have to plan whether, Correct. you know, race seven, eight, nine, I'm going to do the money strategy and then hoping that race 10 will give me the points and, you know, risking that kind of, yeah, it sounds pretty interesting and sounds definitely something that could spice yeah. things up again <laughs> of course if of course you if you start on pole position with normal strategy and you are fast enough just to to have a grand slam perfect it, it's just perfect situation yeah, yeah you get you get best money and uh, also you, you get more, more points and and the sponsorship doesn't affect um other people it affects only yourself and kind of how much money you gain as opposed to you losing to someone else yeah so, yeah so overall, it would be balanced, uh, like uh, to have the same average amount of money income per race per average manager, but mm. it would be like uh, distributed differently, slightly differently, according to some uh, you know trade-offs which uh, which players uh, decide to to which make decision to whether to push or just mm. to stay lower, but for the result. Sounds yeah, definitely something for Vlad and uh, Stefan to think about. That's for sure. <laughs> but no. uh, <laughs> it would be it would be hard to to program to to do programming. Yeah, this, uh, I think Vlad is not like keen to to do like really drastic adjustments to the game engine. But yeah. but actually for this for this thing is quite easy to to modify hmm. we, because you already have the statistics of uh, the place of every driver every lap. Hmm. And you, you all, all you need just to to remove one system and to to create another, where you after the race you calculate uh, every uh, to to uh, uh, you know distribute a, a small portion of money for for per lap, not per finish position. I think it would be it would not create a, but of course we would need to make a poll and uh, if like uh, vast majority of players agrees, then only then we, we should consider this. Yeah, 100%. it should not be implemented if, like, it would be if it would be 50 50 uh, for those who, who like the current system. It, it, we shouldn't just change yeah. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I mean, it, 
it creates like a different different strategy system so maybe some players have already planned for five seasons in advance and then they suddenly see that their plans uh, are not gonna work it would yeah. be really or maybe if, if if vlad decides to change it he should announce it in advance like in five seasons time it would be changed so mm. we could plan we could change our plans accordingly i mean yeah i mean he did that for um the tire hit the hidden tire supplies as well so he gave us a few few seasons notice on that one which is a you know which is fair enough you know that gives people gives people you know idea as to what's coming as opposed to give it to them straight away and then just surprising them that way but mm -hmm. um <laughs> but no maxim it's been absolutely amazing talking to you man i just love how your mind thinks and kind of just yeah so interesting to, to listen to but it's it's been absolutely amazing talking to you any any final words for everybody listening well there's one topic uh, that which is last but not least okay. uh, i would like i would like just to give have an opportunity to send uh, the best uh, regards to my team and uh, i should say that uh, even though i have lost some motivation lately to play this game because it became like a routine like a habit uh, you know uh, having such an amazing uh, company uh, in whiskies and uh, having a uh, group chat and uh, having new members from time to time in the team which are really motivating me to, to continue playing so whiskey and cigars teams uh, is the best in my opinion best guys i think uh, socially mm. and uh, speaking and uh, chatting with my teammates is uh, maybe maybe even the biggest factor for me to stay in the game and to continue playing it without without uh, uh, these teammates I, I i think i would retire already i would have retired already nice so the the, the team is great uh, even though uh, i should apologize uh, for my team and uh, also for the community for gpro community so because i'm not really active in the past uh, couple of years I know I slowed down. I decided just uh, to, to not uh, enter conversations on forums and so on. Uh, like uh, I just do my routine, just prepare for races, just do my financial planning and so on and speak uh, with my team. Also, <clears throat> that's uh, I would like to apologize for this. Maybe when I when when I'm back to when I'm back to elite and when I'm when I'm fighting for, for the championship, I will be active again in GPRO forum, of course. <laughs> Uh, like I before, like I like I did before, and uh, mm. I will be an active player. I hope this time, this time will will come <laughs> <laughs> sooner or later. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And also, would like to thank uh, Vlad and Stefan and those who play who played the role in uh, maintaining this game for 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 the game for the game development for making the game balanced and uh, for creating some new aspects for introducing some new aspects to the game that's that was really nice because i thought that at, at once that uh, the game would stall and uh, will be the same but when i when i saw that uh, the game develop was developing i was really happy mm. so th thanks to all the community i i uh, pick I picked from time to time to different uh, unofficial forums and unofficial games. I see that there there are a huge community which having which is having fun. And besides uh, racing, uh, they chat a lot. They do unofficial games and so on. I really uh, respect all these people who spend a lot of time and a lot of uh, efforts 
to maintaining the community because without them the game would would have died i think yeah. uh, about maybe third uh, or maybe half of players would, would just quit because they would would not be uh, really excited to play but st staying within the community uh, participating in unofficial games and quizzes and uh, polls and so on and so on it's uh, uh, also uh, like such people like as you uh, making this game like more fun and so mm -hmm. i'm really re really respecting this and uh, i'm thankful i hope this game just stays forever so we can be like 80 <laughs> 80 years old like season 357 and i i'm just uh, with my shaking hands like you know <laughs> doing the calculation yeah. for the race <laughs> that would be that would be amazing if we actually get you know like 10 years 10 years from now we're still playing you know enjoying ourselves in season like 200 just uh just enjoying ourselves but no yeah yeah, I mean the community. The community, you know, misses you, Maxim, because they're they're the ones that voted in the GPR Oscars for you to be part of the podcast. So, oh, you know, that's so, great. So they're, they're still they're, they're thank still, you guys, thank you. <laughs> there's still people who do love to hear, you know, more more from you. Obviously, you know, real life and stuff kind of you know makes you kind of spend less time on here. But yeah, if you if you manage to find more time coming on. By all means, everyone here is more than more than happy to welcome you back. And to have yeah, a okay, chat I'll try. You. I'll try. I'll try to sort out some, uh, you know, private uh, things, uh, some happening in my life. You know, life goes on, and we have some. Sometimes we have some troubles. Sometimes, you know, our relatives dies, and so on. Uh, it's just uh, doesn't uh, add, uh, you know, like motivation to do something. But mm. oh, at least, at least the game hasn't changed completely you know i uh, sometimes I, th I thought that what what if vlad decided to to remove current engine and to replace uh, the formulas completely with the new ones hmm. so that we would lost all our data and we would need to start again to find all the formulas for tires for cars for setups yeah. i think that would be not a good idea because <laughs> because uh, that would make would force all players you know to do hard work again to do all the maths and again yeah. some people would be happy really happy to have a chance to to go again to mm. calculate but some maybe older guys who are who are not having too much time like myself maybe we would just think oh no not again we, maybe maybe i should not i don't have time for this i'm too old for this i, I don't know how to do this uh, i don't want to to know you know to stress again and so on yeah yeah of course some uh, we would stop playing maybe if, uh, sooner or later everyone but uh, i still hope that uh, the, the game community just stays as long as possible yeah, yeah, me too. I, lo I love the community here. The community is just absolutely amazing. We got a Discord channel now where we have over 800 members and we just chat there. So we have, we, have a, we have a few people there that we always chat to every day. Like I said, the forums, we have the games people play and also just a lot of different kind of um, forum threads that people chat in. You know, the group forums and all that kind of stuff is really popular as well, really popular. So yeah, the, 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 the community is definitely what what has kept me in the game at least that's for sure and uh, it's definitely what's keeping most people in there as well but um 
yeah. Okay, I, I'll try to drop by and maybe to participate in something. I, I'm not promising, but uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, we could, <laughs> it'd be good to see you on there again, for sure. No, that'd be good to hear. But um, no, Max, it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you, man. It's been really good. Um, and yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed listening to us chatting for like an hour or so. And uh, yeah, um, my next guest is very popular as well. He's uh, part of a very popular team. So be sure to check that out for next week. But uh, until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Max. Any Thanks, Yoon. Jepro community, you are the best. Of course, yes, 100%. Bye. You are the best. Yes, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye bye.